It's Friday in the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The Roman station today is San Vitale. St. Vitalis was an ancient martyr, perhaps a soldier, who was racked to death near Ravenna, maybe in the time of the Emperor Marcus Aurelius. Another story has him being buried alive. Perhaps both happened. Martyrs often had terrible ends as their tormentors tried to kill them in creative ways. Tradition has it that he was the father of St. Gervasius and Protasius, martyrs in Milan whose relics were discovered by St. Ambrose and whose tomb he now shares. This church was built at the site of a shrine to the martyrs by a Roman matron named Vestina in about 400. St. Vitalis' name was eventually added, and the church itself is the last of the tituli in the ancient lists. St. Gregory the Great selected San Vitale as a station church and associated it with widows, who in the ancient church had their own order like virgins. When you visit the church in Rome off the Via Nazionale, you go down many stairs in order to reach the porch that was added later. The descent shows you how far down below the surface things are in from ancient Rome. The epistle and gospel of the extraordinary form of Holy Mass today have Joseph being cast into the pit by his brothers, and also the parable of the Lord about the son of the man who owned a vineyard, who was slain by wicked servants. Both of these foreshadow the passion and death of the Lord, a death in which son Vitalis, as a martyr, reflected in his own moment of final perseverance. The readings also explore the sins of jealousy or envy. One of the titular cardinals of this church was St. John Fisher, the Bishop of Rochester, martyred for the faith by the murderous Henry VIII of England. When we wish the Lord to grant our prayers, let us ask him not in any way, but in his name, in the name of the Savior. And let us not ask anything that is an impediment to our salvation. For those who believe him, then, whatever they ask in his name, in the name that those who believe in him acknowledge as his, will be granted, because in this act he will be fulfilling his role as Savior. But if out of ignorance... Those who believe in him instead ask for something harmful to their salvation. They are not asking in the name of the Savior. The Lord would not be their Savior if he bestowed on them something unhelpful to their eternal salvation. In this case, therefore, it is much better for the believer if the Lord does not grant what has been asked. Thus he proves himself truly to be the Savior. This is the reason why the Savior, who is also the good teacher, teaches us what we should ask in the very prayer that he gave to us, so that he may grant everything we ask. St. Augustine of Hippo
de oratio super populum. Oremus, humiliate capida vestra Deo. Da quesimus domine populo tuo salutem mentis et corporis, ut bonis operibus inherendo, tue semper virtutis mereatur protectione defendi. Let us pray. Bow your heads to God. Grant unto your people, we beseech you, O Lord, health of mind and body, that by persevering in good works we may be worthy to be protected by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen.